The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It is time right now to do a dueling review this week. And just a reminder, we are doing this live for our patrons. You can find out more at patreon.com slash major spoilers. You get access to a secret channel when you hook up your Discord channel uh, to us. And you can come and hang out, listen to us live. This week, we're talking Captain Carter number one, which is kind of interesting because this week it wasn't planned this way. In fact, I had already planned the major spoilers show, you know, six months ago. Yeah. (laughs) And so it just coincidentally happened to be a alignment that this week we talked about What If, a series of What If comics on the Major Spoilers podcast. And today we are talking about Captain Carter number one from Marvel Comics, which is a new comic book series that has spun off from the What If Marvel animated show on Disney+. Plus. So, ah, weird alignment of the universe. So there you go, Mm. kids. Anyway. Something else. What's that? Did you catch the reference in this issue that makes me wonder if it's in the same universe as What If number one from 1977? No, I did not, because I haven't read they What If number about, one. Oh, you have it? Oh, it's no. a good one. They talk about the Fantastic Five. The first issue of What If is What If Spider-Man had joined the Fantastic mm. Four. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, didn't catch that. Uh, but oh. this basically follows along the same uh, gimmick in the same lineup as the Captain America movie. Captain Carter, uh, you know, saves the day. She's frozen in ice and she is thawed out today, not today of 1981, but today of 2022. And of course, uh, she doesn't really want to be part of anything, but trouble comes finding her in the form of Hydra. Hail Hydra. Hydra. Hail hydration. Yes. Hail hydration. Yes. And it, it is interesting to see the differences in her waking up story than the waking up story that we traditionally see from Steve Rogers, because Steve is immediately overwhelmed with guilt and rage and wants to go out and be an active superhero to avenge Bucky or whatever it is that he ends up doing. And Peggy's like, no, I'm just going to go home and leave you guys. You just clean this all up. Bye. They're like, Hey, uh, am I still a Brit? You know, so there's, when they first wake her up, there's a lot of, well, who, who owns Captain Carter, right? So the Russians are like, well, we found her in salvage. So international salvage law says that she belongs to us. And the Americans are like, no, no, no. She has the super soldier serum. So therefore she belongs to us. And the Brits are just there because Peggy Carter is a, is a Brit. And she's like, am I still a British citizen? And the Brits are like, yes. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go home. And also, uh, apparently the, uh, the British empire never declared her dead when she went into Mm -hmm. the uh, ice. So they've still been paying her back pay since 1945. So Peggy doesn't have a lot to worry about when it comes mm-hmm. to, uh, to money uh, in this story. Yeah, like 80 years worth of back pay and a pension. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's, she's pretty much set she's up. she's learned to love tacos. Well, I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> right? With extra cilantro. No, probably not with extra cilantro, but uh, it, is, it, it is very different from, again, I am not basing 
this Captain Carter's uh, appearance or reactions to mm-hmm. being in the future uh, based on the comic books, because this is obviously yeah. from the Marvel Cinematic Universe is where this all is is happening or, you know, mm-hmm. what they're uh, anticipating that the audience will want to uh, see. And so, yeah, I th- I would agree that her reaction is very different from the Steve Rogers of of the movies. And I think she just wants to be left alone and collect her thoughts. But uh, unfortunately, once she saves somebody, a bus full of people, uh, mm-hmm. then the word is out that Captain Carter is back and everybody is now trying to get her on their socials and Snapchatting her and getting her pictures. And um, she just wants to watch sexy movies at home. Mm-hmm. She, she doesn't want the sexy part. She's actually startled by the sexy part, but... The Prime Minister, Prime Minister Williams, and I'm wondering, Harry Williams, is that a reference to something? I don't know. Maybe? Who knows? But yeah, the Prime Minister's like, yep, we want you to come and be a PR superhero, and here's your cool new costume uh, designed by Jamie McKelvey, which, by the way, is hilarious, because they take Jamie McKelvey's actual designs, and they just superimpose them onto the art and the issue that cracks me up. but. Mm-hmm. She's now going to work for Strike, like Captain America worked for S.H.I.E.L.D., and she's got a cool sidekick. Do you recognize her sidekick? Uh, isn't uh, No, I don't know who is the sidekick. Mockingbird? Eliz- Elizabeth Braddock. Uh, Silo. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, she uh, basically is going to possibly go out and maybe be an agent, and she's going to have a purple-haired psychic sidekick. If you can say psychic sidekick 15 times fast, you can probably have your own podcast but yeah i the thing that really strikes me about this is the subtle things that feel different with a female primary character because there's that point where you know the all of the the diplomats or the uh the bureaucrats are yelling and fighting and shouting over her and she literally has to put her fists through a table to get them to shut up and listen and I, I feel like that's entirely intentional and done really, really well. If it's not intentional, it's still done really, really well. But there's, you know, a couple of moments in here where I'm like, this really feels like we may be looking at a Spider-Gwen situation where we're going to have this whole new world to explore. And maybe, you know, down the line, it'll turn into Spider-Girl where there's 15 different spinoffs. And I'm actually sort of fine with that. I don't know if I would go so far as to make this a spider Gwen with multiple things. I think this is Mm -hmm. definitely when the, what if uh, TV series debuted, Mm -hmm. I think captain Carter was the very first one and it was very good. And it really Mm -hmm. got a lot of people who were maybe sitting on the fence about what if, you know, what the, what if series and as to, you know, if it could be good or not, especially Mm -hmm. following on the heels of Loki and, people just fell in love with Captain Carter. And so mm-hmm. being a good synergistic company that Disney is, it makes complete sense for them to say, let's, let's see if we can make this a comic book. I don't think that this was any grassroots effort from anybody inside Marvel, you know, a writer or somebody pitching an idea to, Hey, can we do a Captain Carter series? I think this was a top down mandate of, Hey, let's see if we can merchandise this Captain Carter thing. And milk mm-hmm. it for as much as we can get. If they do, if they are going that route, then maybe we would see a bunch of Spider Gwen stuff. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking that this is going to be very specific, 
uh, we're probably going to see the what if Avengers show up. Um, the defend what are they? The defenders or the Avengers? I can't remember what they were. I think in. they they called themselves the defenders. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, we do know that there is a defenders series coming, but I don't think it's the what if defenders. Um. So I I might be able to see more of those what if characters appearing. Mm-hmm. Although it didn't appear like the. I don't know. The Thor character in what if was, would probably not be able to sustain his own series. Right. Uh, but in that first issue of what if also that Peggy Carter had a different method of getting to the future. So this I think has already has to be an alternate version because yeah. remember she was, she was punching out Shumagorath and that's what threw her through time. She wasn't actually in the ice in mm-hmm. the cartoon. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, so in the cartoon, she got, you know, sucked in, uh, to the future, but then at the end of that episode, she came back to right. she uh, her came out of the, like the portal to Nick Fury and yeah. Yeah. And then that's when, and then, so presumably after that is when she goes after red skull and gets frozen in the ice only to wake up in present day. But she woke up in the present day at the end when she came out of the Tesseract, she came out of the Tesseract 80 years later in the cartoon. Really? Because I thought she went yeah. back through the portal at the end. No, I don't think so. Because she came out and that there was Nick Fury and she was like, oh my God, I had a date or something. Uh, all right. Uh. Reference that first Captain America. So this movie. isn't even based on that. Um, no, it's, yeah. it's definitely going to, it's definitely. It's got an some, alternate version of an alternate version know, right? of an alternate version. Uh, but, but as far as, you know, looking at one of their most popular characters from that cartoon series and making her mm-hmm. a comic book i think this was a brilliant move i think the story is very solid uh i think that the art is really out of this world uh i I really like it i really like that and the coloring in here is really nice as well it really makes the characters feel alive and i think that there's just enough action and just enough talky and just enough um introspection that it makes me want to read more of this i think that to me those are the three things that make a comic book work Uh, Depending on, especially if we're talking about superhero stuff, the superhero has to engage with other people in a meaningful way, right? So there has Mm -hmm. to be good conversation, like when she's talking to her neighbor girl or when she's talking to the bureaucrats. Uh, I think that there has to be action, like the bus action sequence where she's she's being attacked and she has to uh, uh, save the bus passengers. And then there's a lot of introspection of like, you know, what do I want out of my life in this present time? And so I think those three things make this a really solid comic book. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I feel like the quiet moments, the little bits and pieces where you're like, okay, this alternate universe has these things going on. It really does make me feel like, I, I hope that there is more of this. I hope that it's not just a five issue. I think it, I think like it's a only series. a limited series right now. It's not an ongoing. I, think I know that can. for, for sure. Yeah. You could definitely come back to it. And for me, when they have that moment where the guy walks into the room and she's just sitting there and leaning against the desk mad, mm-hmm. that's a great moment. That mm-hmm. is, that's, that's beautiful art. That's a really great character moment. Yeah. And I, you know, I had read a lot of things that McKelvey had drawn and co-plotted with Kieran Gillen, but I've never read just a flat out McKelvey joint before. And I really feel like McKelvey's writing is solid. So that's mm-hmm. kind of yeah. nice as well. Yeah. This is a five issue miniseries, So this will go through, uh, what are we in March now? March, April, May, mm-hmm. June. So this will hit us in July. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that in might time for the one year anniversary of what if, uh, maybe, and it may also be for San Diego comic-con stuff, maybe a perfect time for Marvel to announce an ongoing or even more of, of this type of stuff, uh, coming from the company. So I think they're going to see how this does. And then maybe we'll get the adventures of, uh, zombie spider verse, uh, in there as well. And maybe some other things who knows, but, uh, I think this is something that people should, Take the time and go out and and read. I, I really think uh-huh. that even though there have been a lot of really great comics out this week, and I know a lot of people, it was basically a tie uh, this week between Justice League, not really a tie, uh, Captain Carter did win out, but the second runner-up was uh, Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes number two, which I reviewed this week on the Major Spoilers podcast. Both of those, I think our, our listeners who went in and voted, uh, definitely had two really solid contenders this week. Both of them, I think, are worth picking up. Um, I'm not really sure about Punisher, which I think a lot of people were expecting to be a big deal this week. But um, I don't know if that one worked well or not for people. So mm, I don't know. I haven't read it. Yeah, neither have I. I'm not going to read it. I'm not a. I'm. I'll be honest. <laughs> I am not a Punisher fan. Uh, I am not right. a fan of. Of somebody who, bracket, 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 bracket. Yeah, and especially in more recent times, with you know the whole issue of yeah. the Punisher being co-opted by somebody else. Uh, not a Absolutely. big fan of that either. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand on the Punisher on that. So, but uh, again, if people said, "Hey, we want you to review this on Dueling Review," I would certainly, <laughs> I would certainly do that. So. Because that's what we do. You guys program the show for us. If you're listening right now, you're yeah. programming the show. Yeah. Uh, there is a problem, though. If you do go over to patreon.com slash major spoilers, this may be a temporary issue. You know that for a long time now, we have had some concerns that Diamond was not going to be a place to uh, go and get our comic book list, nor was Comixology because of the way that they have made their changes. And so we finally settled on the Go Collect site. But now that I'm on their page, the link that I supplied, um, the next week link has definitely got a 404 page and is not working now. So I have no idea what people are going to, are going to expect. Uh, let's see. Next week is three, three sixteen. Okay. So here's another link that I found for March 16th, uh, to see what's coming out. Uh, let's see if there's anything really Fascinating coming out. Uh, a blaze comic says of life zero. I don't know what that is. Uh, black mask has God killer spider land. Number one. Those are second printings. We don't do second printings. Power Rangers. Number 17 comes out next week, which should have a new creative team attached mm-hmm. to it as well. Dark horse comics has, let's see. Uh, uh, sort of hyperborea. Number three, that really weird series. Uh, Wayne actually interviewed the main writer, uh, even though Mike Mignola is credited as the writer. He's like the story generator and somebody else is the writer. Wayne interviewed him uh, this past week on the Wayne's Comics podcast, if you want to get into that. And in fact, um, uh, Mike Mignola, so it's also really weird. Here's a little behind the scenes stuff. I shouldn't be saying this on the show. But Dark Horse actually doesn't send us review copies of Hellboy stuff. That comes from a different PR person who is not associated with dark horse comics. He's a freelance uh, PR person. And so 
Um, it's really weird whenever there's a Hellboy comic coming out because you can't just go to Dark Horse and say, hey, can you guys send it to us? No, we have to go to somebody else to make that request. But um, he's already sent us the review for next week. So, Oh, next week. I am very interested in this one. DC Comics says Batman Superman World's Finest number one. This is Mark Wade's take on what a Batman Superman World's Finest team should be. You guys may remember uh, back in the day when... Uh, the very first Batman v Superman movie came out and everyone was like, oh, this is so great. And other people were like, boo, this is so horrible. And Mark Waid is like, yeah, no, this isn't how Batman Superman should be. They should be friends. And so uh, there was a I th- it's actually one of the. One of the variant covers, mm-hmm. I think it's Doc Shanner. Yeah, Doc, Doc Shaner's high five one. Doc Shaner actually during that whole conversation did this thing where Batman and Superman were jumping and high-fiving each other. And Mark Waid is, this is exactly what Batman world's finest should be. And that is now the, um, the cover H variant for Batman, Superman world's finest. Number one written by Mark Waid. I forget who the artist is on that, but, um, that should be, that should be interesting to check out. Let's see. Dan Mora, I believe is the, is the artist on that. Cool. So that should be interesting. Also, Nightwing hits issue number 90 for the, what, third or fourth time. Uh, Dynamite has Jennifer Blood, volume two, number six. Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. IDW Publishing has Sleeping Beauties, number 10. Also a trade paperback of Star Trek Classics, The Mirror Universe Saga. Time Before Time, number 11, is coming out from uh, Image Comics. Joe Hill's Reign, number three, arrives next week. Marvel Comics has Amazing Spider-Man number 92.bay and Avengers number 54. Also, there's a new Carnage uh, comic coming out. Le Carnage. Uh, let's see. Titan Comics has Blade Runner Origins number 10, which is really weird, the Blade Runner series, because Blade Runner, the Harrison Ford story, took place in, like, 2019, right? Mm-hmm. And so, they, so then there's uh, Blade Runner 2049, the sequel movie, but a lot of this stuff that's, like, Blade Runner origin stuff takes place like 10 years before the Harrison Ford movie. So it takes place in like 2009. So it's this really weird, weird alternate past future history thing that we have bypassed (laughs) a long time ago. And they're still doubling down on the dates when all of these things take place. So I find that very fascinating. And finally, Xenoscope Entertainment, Grim Fairy Tales Odyssey trade paperback comes out next week. Dear listener, Head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers, cast your vote. We will be back next week to review the winner. And until then, go pick up some good comics because there's a lot of good comics that need to be read. Talk to you soon. This podcast is copyright 2022 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.